0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I love this one, y'all says. Rain. Yeah. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, we believe, yes, we, we can see that wonders are still what you do. Mm-hmm. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We set you. Katina Davis, she's so faithful. Thank you. 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 Thank you for your faithfulness. We need a move. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God, thank you for sewing into my life. Thank you for sewing into my kids' life. You are just continuous, and I appreciate that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Thank you, thank you, Carlos. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The hey, Deshauna. Yes, we see, we what does I My God, God is for you. That's why I show up for him. What hey, can Do? Here for you. Come and do. He's the only thing that matters. He's the only one that matters. One Can't men do what you do. This has been our song all week. We need a move. <laughs> we need a move. <laughs> Come on now. We need a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move. My God. When we pray like that, my God, miracles happen, happen, happen when you move. miracles happen, happen, happen when you move. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God. Miracle. Good good. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I magnify you. My God, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is move. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the more thank you, 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 thank you. For you come and do what you do. Shame called you. I cancel every assignment against your life that has made you think you're dysfunctional or that dysfunction is your norm. I cancel that assignment right now in the name of Jesus. God created you to be functional. God created you to be moving. God created you to be active. He did not create you to be at a standstill. That is not what He designed you. He didn't create you to be um, immovable or bound by fear. That's not from God. Fear is not from God. So we drive out all fear in the name of Jesus. We drive out all anxiety in the name of Jesus. We drive out all worry in the name of Jesus those things keep you paralyzed. That's their assignment. That is not from God. Those thoughts are not from God. Those mannerisms are not from God. Timidity is not from God. That is not from God. I speak to your faithfulness. I decree and declare today that you're gonna become faithful to God. Not to nothing else, faithful to God. Faithful to God, faithful to God. My God, this the move, this the change. This is the thing that's been happening all week long. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, in the name of Jesus. My God, I decree and declare breakthrough over your life today. In the name of Jesus. My God, your situation is not as it seems. Your situation is not as it seems. That is the enemy lying to you. You are victorious. You lack absolutely nothing. You are complete in Christ Jesus. My God. And God is going to finish you in completely. You are not the sick. You are the healed. You are more than an overcomer. God created you to win. God created you to win. God created you in victory. My God, it is not as it seems. It is not as it seems. It is not as it seems. My God, I drive out the spirit of complacency right now in the name of Jesus, and I just decree and declare that you will begin to thirst after God like never before. It is not that you see. It is not as you see. It is not as it seems. It is not. It's a smoke screen has been sent to blind you, but you've been so focused on that one thing or this one thing. It is not as it seems. It is not, it is not, it is not, it is not. So every challenge, my God in the name of Jesus. That's been coming to take your focus. I declare it broken right now in the name of Jesus. My God, I lift up the name of Jesus. My God, I lift up the name of Jesus. This is a move. This is a hostile takeover, baby. This is a hostile takeover. You can't afford to be the same. You can't afford to pray the same. You can't afford to look the same. You can't For it to act the same, it's a hostile takeover, baby. This is a hostile takeover. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. No, you're not going to be comfortable in your lack, you're not going to become comfortable in doubt, you're not going to become comfortable in fear, you're not going to become comfortable in worry. That is not from God. That is not of our father. He didn't create you to look like that. He didn't create you to live like that. He doesn't want you to live like that. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. I lift up the name of Jesus. I lift up the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Colossians 2, 1 and 3. It says, I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you. I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal, my goal, I need you to hear me. My goal is that you may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that you may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ in whom are hidden All treasures of wisdom and knowledge, hidden all treasures. Of wisdom and that is my goal that is the assignment on my life to shake up your atmosphere so you won't remain complacent baby to shake up your atmosphere so you won't get in a rhythm that's not like God to set your feet of fire so you walk the narrow path and you fall in God that is my assignment to encourage you so that we can unite in love and you understand what God says about you and how God sees you and you act accordingly and you you stand in the promise that if no, if a weapon is formed, guess what? The Lord is all already told me it's not going to prosper. You got to set your affection. My God, you got to set your affection on heavenly things. You got to set your affection on things above. You got to consider what God said. You got to consider what God says. You got to consider how God thinks. You got to consider that he called you worthy. You got to consider that he knew your past. You got to consider all circumstances in all situations you let me like let me share a little bit of my testimony with you I'm gonna put my business out there because it always seems to help somebody um when my husband died um uh, let me let me back up let me be honest when I got married I thought marriage was gonna save me I'm just gonna be real real I'm not gonna make nothing up I'm not gonna make it cute I'm not gonna make it user friendly I'm gonna be playing on the table when I first married my husband I thought marriage was gonna save me. I thought marriage was gonna save me from me. See I ain't I ain't live no perfect perfect circumference in God. I don't have a perfect life. I don't have a perfect story. I haven't always worshiped God at this level. I didn't always know God like I know God now. I didn't always I wasn't always intimate with God like I am intimate with God like now. I thought marriage was going to save me from me. <laughs> I thought marriage was going to save me from me. And even though my marriage was a very divine appointment, Come on Holy Spirit. Even though my marriage was a very divine assignment, even though my marriage was of God, even though my marriage was of God, even even though God was all up in the decision I made, all up in it, he was the one that gave me my yes. I'm gonna be honest. I thought marriage was going to save me. I thought marriage was going to fix my broken places. I thought marriage was going to change me. Now, I will tell you, (laughs) I will tell you that all things worked for my good. I will tell you God did something divine in me. God did something divine for me. God set me on course. I will tell you, I will tell you that it was a supernatural divine appointment. It set the course. It changed my life. But my first intent with marriage wasn't all the way right. (laughs) So I thought marriage was gonna save me. So then, so so th- so then so then so then so then because we all got a testimony right we all got a place where we got to overcome we all got a place where we gotta we gotta find ourselves in God and so and so and and somebody say and so and so because I thought marriage was going to save me even though I was in a different position and a different place in my life right if even though I was in a different position and a different place in my life even though I had come to know more of God after my husband died, even though God and I were in a different position and place because I had a false hope or because I had created an idol or because I had let this position of marriage um, be my God when my husband left. I need you to hear me in this. I need you to understand because part of my assignment is also to teach you how to properly guard your heart properly properly guard your heart we ain't talking about religious stuff i'm sick of religious stuff i'm sick of people with words in their mouths but they their lives don't line up come on now i don't even want my own life to be like that i'm sick of religious stuff i'm talking about a lifestyle change and because i thought marriage was gonna save me when my husband died i was devastated When my husband died, was devastating. So here's the thing: this is what the enemy does. This is how you need to know. I'm exposing all his strategies. I'm exposing all his tactics. I'm showing you all the ways that he does. When you don't have what you want, or when you don't have what you think saves you, or when you don't have what you think fulfills you, or when you don't have what you've been longing and desiring for, he will always teach you from a place. He will always put you in a position where, when you think you're lacking something and you're missing something, and you don't. Don't allow God to fill that up. You don't let allow. You don't understand how much more you need God than absolutely anything else. This is what the enemy does. He will position you in a place where you operate from a place of lack. Here's what I mean by operating from a place of lack. When I operate from a place of lack, when I operate from a position in which I attach myself to things and to people to fill me up, right? When I operate, then I will make bad decisions. I will make, I will make, I will make wrong relationships. So when I was listening to this as a move and it was saying, it's all about you really in actuality in my life, I can say it's all about him really in actuality. I almost got caught up in a couple of situations that would not have been conducive to my life that would not have been conducive to my par- my, my, my my purpose because I thought ma- marriage was a necessity for me to survive. I thought it. I'm just being real. I just gotta be. I gotta be honest. I gotta put it on the line this morning. I gotta say it like I need to say it. I gotta. I gotta put it out there so you get it. <laughs> I gotta put it out there so you get it. And because I thought I thought marriage was a necessity for me, that thing that I was lacking, that thing that I was missing. See, the enemy will put a gravitational pull on your life, and you'll begin to seek after that thing, and you'll compromise yourself. You won't wait on divine appointments. You won't wait on divine assignments. You'll create your own. app. At- Atmosphere. Why? Because you think you can't live without that thing. You think you can't be without that thing. You think you can't accomplish without that thing. I told y'all, I'm going to say it again, because I said when my husband was leaving, he looked at me <laughs> and he said to me, I don't know what conversations he and God had. I don't know all the story because we see in part, we hear in part, we know in part. I don't know all the things that went on between him and God. But I remember when he looked me in his face and I looked him in his face and and I said you are leaving me and he simply said this to me. He simply said this to me. He said if I do not go you will not go and impact the world the way you need to. You will be loyal to me and take care of me no matter what. Wrong perspective. You will be more loyal to me Lakeisha than you would be to God. My God. You will become more loyal to me than you would be to God. So, my time here is up. It's time for me to go and then you'll be able to go and be and do all that you were supposed to be so in my almost seven years of singleness right and I have dated in between um there was some casualties in between and the reason there was some casualties in between and the reason there was some problems in between because I was still looking for marriage to fill me up I was still looking for marriage to complete me there is nothing that is supposed to complete us be, be besides God and when we do not understand that God is the we say that we say we say that we say we'll say oh my gosh i need god i can't do anything about god but when god asks you to walk away from something that you desire or when the answer doesn't come and the end when the answer doesn't come or the yes doesn't manifest yet my god when i when the answer doesn't come or the yes doesn't manifest yet come on now, when the answer doesn't come and the yes doesn't manifest yet, that's where you know your position is, my God, because whatever you turn to, to fulfill an unanswered yes, the whatever you turn to, to fulfill a delayed yes, whatever you, whatever you turn to, so so, so I'm telling you I almost got into some casualties, I almost got into some situation, to with some people who were not conducive to my life I was almost caught up in some things that were not conducive because there was a hole, there was a gap. And because my mind thought marriage could save me because my mindset was that marriage would complete me, fix me and bring me into the fullness of who I am. Just being real, just being, just being, just, just being real. It set me on a course for cat- cat- for catastrophic, for casualties. It set me on a course to do damage. <laughs> It set me on a course to do damage. And I'm talking about, um, this is why I'm I'm telling you this. I'm spirit filled. I pray in tongues. I have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And still, and yet still, I was making bad decisions because I had a deep-seated belief system that did not line up with the will of God. I had a deep-seated belief system. I had something in my heart that I had been regurgitating again and again. I had something in my heart. Come on, Holy Spirit, you teach this thing. I I had something in my heart that had fertilized. Had something in my heart that had sprouted and rooted and grew. I had something in my heart that that established this truth. I had all this word in me. I was in church. I'm serving. I done started ministry. Yet there is something in my heart, right? That is courting and charting my direction to think this is a part of me. To think that I have to have this. Somebody say, sat down somewhere. Somebody say, sat down somewhere. My God, sat down somewhere. So, when, when the word, come on, Holy Spirit, I'm going to let you teach this thing this morning. Father God, I thank you for your word. Open the ears of your people. Give them eyes to see. Let them have a heart that understands. My God, and pluck up anything in us that does not lie up with the word of god does not line up with the word of god so i taught something a couple of years ago talking about the root system dealing with the root system that's one of the things that we deal with in this ministry is the root system but because i thought that completed me because i thought until this particular thing manifested i could not be happy until i thought that this particular thing manifested i could not be satisfied any time we are lacking my god and we do not allow the lord to fill that lack up we will gravitate towards other things we will gravitate other things and the reason that we will gravitate towards other things is because that is planted somewhere deep in our hearts that is planted, you are doing, your heart is where your deep-seated belief system, my uncle teaches this all the time, your heart is where your deep, whatever is in your heart is what you do, <laughs> whatever's in your heart, if your heart is that heart of a giver, you give, and you don't give sparingly, you give, you give to make a difference, if in your heart is love, you love, and the reason that you love, when people talk, that's what I'm saying, when my, the gift, because my gift, it's strong for words. My gift is strong on whether or not you read, 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 read I don't care what you're saying to me. There's a weight to what you believe because you operate in it. There's a weight to what you believe because you operate in it. You operate according to what you believe. You operating according to what's in your heart. My God, if you honor the tithe, that's in your heart. When you have having an issue tithing, it's because you got a heart issue to understand the covenant relationship between you and God. You have a heart issue to understand the tide that you that you think the 90% ain't enough. Come on now. Come on. You think the 90%, if you have a heart, a heart issue to forgive, it's because there's something in your heart that keeps you from forgive for, for forgiving. It's something in your heart that keeps you from forgiving. Whatever is in your heart, whatever's in your heart is gonna govern your direction. Whatever's in your heart is how you're gonna act. Whatever's in your heart is how you're gonna believe. Whatever's in your heart is what you're going to do. Why? Because that's planted inside of you. That's a seed inside of you. That's a truth that you are holding, holding on to. So let's back it up to Proverbs four twenty three and 27 for a second. It says above all else, above all else, above all else. If he said here, Solomon is talking in a level of wisdom and he's actually talking to a young man, telling him, look, don't get yourself caught up with no woman. <laughs> Don't get yourself caught up in a woman. That's what he's saying. He says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from it. Every, I need you to hear me this morning. For everything you do flows from your heart. How you parent flows from your heart. My God, so if the wrong things are planted in your heart, then guess what? You're gonna be that kind of parents. How you do business? flows from your heart. Because remember, again, my heart is my deep-seated belief system. Whatever I think about myself, that is why I am changing the culture. That's why I'm posting the way I'm posting. That's why I'm dropping stuff in my story. I'm not doing that for myself. I'm doing that for you. So we can change the culture to think like God, to talk like God, to act like God, so that we can be transformed and made in his image. Our heart we got some heart issues. We got some heart issues. We got some things in our heart that do not line up with the word of God because we have not properly guarded our heart above all else, above bigger, greater, more than. My God, right? So if I see cycles, I see circles, I keep seeing myself come back to the same position, come back to the same place, doing the same thing, Thinking the same thoughts, handling money the same way, having the same difficulties in different circles, but the same situation. <laughs> difficulties in different circles, same circles, go into same relationships. The same things manifest at the same time. Can't have girlfriends. My God, the problem is not everybody else. We got a heart issue. So he says, above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart for everything you do for it. From, from it flows every decision you make flows from your heart if you have an anxious heart then you're gonna make anxious decisions if you have a worried heart then you're gonna make work I don't care how much words you quote I don't care how much words you say I don't care how, how much you stack the scriptures if you got anxiety in your heart if you got worry in your heart if those are the things that are planted in your heart they're gonna do a hostile takeover. They're going to do a hostile takeover. They're going to take over the circumstance. They're going to take over the situation. They're going to be your guiding factor for every decision you make. You got money issues? It's in your heart. Above all else, he says, guard your heart. He said, and then this is the next thing that I like. He says, keep your mouth free of perversity. Why is he saying? So he says to him, he says first of all, guard your heart. Everything you do from it flows. And then the next part he says to him, he says keep your mouth free of perversity. So there no, there has to be something connected to your mouth and in your heart. And see this is this is this is the thing that I think we're confused at. See, we don't understand that it's a system. Come on, Holy Spirit, we don't understand that's that it's a system, right? So out of our heart flows the issues alive. Whatever comes up out of our mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth speaks, right? Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. But once I've spoken that thing, it begins to chart the course, the direction, the destiny. So if I speak perversely, if I speak out of the character of God, if I speak out of the knowledge of God, if I speak out of the wisdom of God, that looks different. Well, if I speak according to the things that are rooted in my heart, that don't look like God, that don't talk like God, that don't act like God, right? I'm speaking perversely. I'm speaking, I don't speak perverse. I don't cuss. I don't talk dirty. When you talk down on yourself, baby, you talk dirty. When you talk down on your kids, you talk dirty. When you think thoughts that are pure, not pure, not lovely, not good report, baby, you talk dirty. When you're critical, you're talking dirty. My God, when you murmur and complain, you're talking dirty. Don't let your limited scope of thinking can make you think you don't talk dirty when you when you can't see the bright side of things you still talking dirty you still talking perversely you still not talking as God talks you're still not speaking as God speaks if you can't find sunshine if you can't find goodness if you're always picking everything if you're always looking for it to fail you're talking perversely Ah. Uh. God. You're talking perversely. You're not speaking as God speaks. You're not acting as God acts. You're not thinking like God thinks. My God, if you talk calamity, if you talk collision, if you talk weariness, if you talk worry, all of those things are coming from your heart and that is still perverse, corrupt talk. If it does not sound like God, if it doesn't have a positive spin on it, if it doesn't have a way to build, if it doesn't have a way to encourage, the power of Life and death is in your tongue. <laughs> the power of life and death is in you. Your tongue. So you see, you say what you see. <laughs> you. See- what you see. You say what you see. You say what's written on the inside of your heart. You say what's written on the chambers of of your heart and then this is what you need to know. No. Whatever's in your heart and whatever you're saying, whatever you're saying, guess what it's going to do? That's what you're going to fix your eyes on. Come on now. That's what you're going to fix your eyes on. That's what you're going to begin to do. That's what you're going to begin to act like. My God, the scripture says bitter and sweet waters cannot run together. I was walking with my son yesterday and what? and they needed a white shirt, right? They needed a white shirt for something. And Josiah was like, well, I don't want a white shirt because you know how I am. I said, I don't know how you are. I told him that. I said, I don't know how you are. Fix your mouth, Josiah, because you've grown. Fix your mouth, Josiah, because you've matured. You're not going to be fearful to have a white shirt because I know how you are. No, I don't know how you are because the same mind that's in Christ Jesus is in you. So no, I'm not going to limit my perspective to say, oh, I'm not getting Josiah a white shirt. As a matter of fact, love hopes for the best. I'm going to get you a white shirt because I know you're going to be able to wear this white shirt and be fine. No, we've compromised our conversation. So this is the the next part, he says, keep your mouth free of perversity, keep corrupt talk from your lips, and then let your eyes look straight ahead, whatever your eyes are looking at, whatever you set your eyes on. This is why I do not watch negative things. This is why I don't listen to negative things. And people are like, isn't that being naive? No, I'm guarding my heart. I'm not getting ready to put myself in the position to watch anything or to put my eyes on anything that's going to cause my eyes to keep from being straight on going in the right direction. He says, "So keep your corrupt talk from your lips. Don't say anything negative. Don't say anything perverse." Then he says, "Let your eyes look straight ahead. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Fix your gaze." And there has to be a reason that he's saying, "Fix your gaze directly before you, because whatever you put your eyes on is what's gonna determine what happened next, baby. Can I tell you something? We will, if our eyes can. Can I tell you how lust happens? Can I really just be real for a minute? Can I really just be transparent for a minute? Can I really just? Can I tell you how lust happens? Can I tell you how David got caught up with Bathsheba? Can I tell you that David? That wasn't the first time he had saw Bathsheba bathe on the roof. Can I tell you that? Can I tell you? Can I tell you the truth? That wasn't the first time he saw Bathsheba bathing on that roof. Bathsheba had been bathing on that roof, or David wouldn't wouldn't have known where to go see her. I just don't believe that was the first time. I believe Bathsheba had been bathing on that roof. I believe Bathsheba had been taking baths, and 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 David each time he watched her. Each time he watched her, something in his heart grew towards her. So it's got to be something. When the man of God says, when Solomon saying, no, you better keep your eyes straight ahead. You better, you better keep your eyes straight ahead. You better look to the hills which come in your hell My God, you don't, you can't afford to look at the doctor's report. You can't afford to keep your eyes on the scans too long. You can't afford to keep reading over all the things and looking them up. We need healing to manifest. We need ma- healing to manifest. You can't look in, you can't keep looking at your eyes. On the fact that your children don't look like they're lining up with the word of God. You can't keep your eyes on the, on the negativity. You have to begin to see them how God sees them. Why we need them to come home. We need them to change. So he says, let your eyes st- look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought. My God. This is wisdom in this. Give careful thought to the past for your feet. Give careful thought thoughts at the tables you sit in give careful thoughts to the directions you go in give careful thought to the people that you hang around it's not enough for you to be around people who just say oh I love god it's not enough for you to be around be in the same circles it's not enough for you to be around conversations that don't elevate you that don't change your direction that don't pull you into a place for a closer relationship with God you got to be careful thoughts to the paths your feet are taking you got to be careful thoughts in the places you go. You got to be careful thoughts in the conversations that you're in. So he says, give careful thoughts to the path of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Be steadfast in all your ways. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Be planted. Be considerable, considerable. Considerable of where you are. He says, and do not turn to the right or left. This is Solomon talking to him. And then he says, keep your foot from evil. How does God intend for us to live? He likes. For us to live according to the word of God. He interweaves the spiritual. He makes this thing beautiful. My God, he interweaves the spiritual into the natural. So if we're going to guard our heart. If we're going to guard our heart. Because from it flows the issues of life. From it flows the, the wells of life. Then what we got to do is make sure our thoughts are like God. We got to make sure our conversations are like God. Romans t- tells us, renew your mind. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Romans tells us to renew your mind. Can I tell you something? This is a process. Can I tell you something? This is a process. When you have been in a habit, a habitual habit of thinking wrong, when you have been in a habit of what you feel like is successful, when you have been in a habit of operating the same way for so long, So, same way for so long, baby, You gonna have, this a hostile takeover. You're gonna have to renew your mind. This is a hostile takeover. You're gonna have to put more word in you. you this is a hostile takeover. You're gonna have to learn to align yourself with the spirit of the Lord and to hear his voice and to know this. Awesome. If the enemy is coming in like a flood hmm. and the word of God, we're supposed to lift up the standard, baby, you got to have enough word in you to lift up the standard. My God. Proverbs 23 and seven says, for he is the kind of person he's talking about who thinking about the cost. He is the kind of person, because the scripture says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, He is the kind of person who was always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You got to become the kind of person that thinks about the cost. You got to become the kind of person. You got to count it up, baby. You got to count it up, baby. So let me <laughs> You got to count it up, baby. You got to count the cost. Is this worth it? Is this worth it? Is this relationship worth it? Is this job worth it? Is this circumstance worth it? Are these situations You got to become a person that counts up the cost. You got to become a person that operates in the mind of God. You got to think differently. You got to act differently. You gotta a lot different. Your thoughts, positive, negative, good, bad. Control your attitude. That's why some of us, in, some of us in church, and still walk around with a. Can I tell you something? When I see um, grumbly Christians, when I see Christians who are consumed and overwhelmed and not nice. And not loving and not kind. And when I see people tell it like it is and beat people up and publicly shame people, I know that there's a heart issue. And the reason that I know that there is a heart issue, because I used to live like that. Cause I used to act like that. I used to be uncondescending. I used to be critical. That is not who Jesus is. He is very kind. He is very kind. God didn't give you no Facebook, police, and ministry to start ripping and tearing people apart. That is not who he is. So your thoughts. Positive, negative, good, bad, gonna control your attitude. Because there again, whatever's in your heart. I'm going to say that. Whatever's in your heart is what's leading you. Whatever's in your heart is what's guiding you. Whatever's in your heart is what's directing you. Whatever's in your heart makes you think the way. So go back to what I tell, what I told you. What was in my heart about marriage is what made me think that I could not be without being married. It was in my heart. I thought I needed marriage to complete me. I thought marriage was the only way i thought i could not be complete without god because that's what i thought t- thought in marriage that's what i thought towards which led me in some wrong relationships which led me in some wrong directions which put which put me into some compromised situation that could have cost me my life so your thoughts positive negative good bad control your attitude your attitude is the sum total of your thoughts Your attitude is the song total of your thoughts. However, your my kids, I, people always say, oh my gosh, you're so encouraging and uplifting with towards your kids. My God, the way you talk to them. Why? Because I know my attitude, my attitude towards them is what's going to impact them. My attitude towards them is what's going to create the environment. I'm going to be one of the most positive people you know. I'm going to figure out how to take lemon and make lemonade. I'm going to talk to you about your situation I'm not going to let you say it, negative. Why? Because I know your thoughts, positive, negative, good, and bad, is getting ready to lead you to the next action you make. That's going to lead you to the next decision you make. It's going to lead you into the next circumstance. Whatever your thoughts are, whatever your thoughts is, are going to lead you to the attitude to determine you're going to act invincible. You're going to act like you don't need God. You're going to move into the direction. You're going to live compromise. My God. So your thoughts control your actions. Let me tell you this. Someone said this once, not LaKeisha. Someone, I do not like to plagiarize. Someone said this. So a thought, reap a deed. So a deed, reap a habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap your destiny. I'm gonna say it one more time. So a thought reap a deed. Sow a deed, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap your character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. At the end of the day, it is all inside your heart. This is so fundamental. This is so basic. The problem that we fail at it is because we overthink it. The problem that we fail at it is because we ain't got enough word in us. The problem, the, the, the reason that we fail is it fail is, it, is because we think it's not true. And God saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart were evil continually before God. That's Genesis 6 and 5. That's why he said I'm going to wipe the whole earth out because they're talking. That's why he told Moses, he said they wicked and perverse. I will wipe them out and start over. I will wipe them out and start over. They too wicked. They too perverse. I will wipe this whole generation out and build me a whole new group of people. I will build me a whole new group of people. They play too much. My God. In the name of Jesus. So. God said the thoughts of their heart were so evil, so I'm going to destroy them. And then he sent a flood because of the thoughts of the men's heart. So I'm going to ask you some questions today, and I need you to put this in your note. And then we out of here. I'm getting ready to ask you some questions. What do I believe about myself? What do I believe about myself? What am I saying about myself? And how is that affecting my relationship with God? Not nobody else not nobody else. So for me, I told y'all I made it personal today. I'm making it personal. So if I thought marriage completes me, it, then, then that means that I thought God was not enough to complete me. Whoa! Whoa! If I thought marriage completed me, then that means I thought God was not enough to complete me. My perverseness, my thought process. My my everything towards thinking marriage was the defining moment to save Lakeisha. Come on now. If I believe the lie that marriage is to complete me, then how is that thing affecting my relationship with God? Can I tell you how it affects my relationship with God? That relationship, that thing, marriage becomes my God. That thing, marriage, becomes my God. That thing that I feel like has got to be fixed right before I serve God. That thing that I have to feel like has got to be fixed right before I worship God. That thing that I feel like has got to fix God, be fixed right before I pour my all out to God. That conditional thing. Come on, Holy Spirit. That's it. That conditional thing. Whatever it is, I think is conditional for me to serve God with all my heart. Whatever it is, I think is conditional for whatever it is that I think I can worship God without my heart. Whatever it is that's standing in the way between me and God is affecting my relationship with God. What do you believe about yourself? What are you saying about yourself? And how does it affect your relationship with God? What I Say what I see, what I do affects my relationship with God. So when God says to me, Lakeisha, I'm your kinsman redeemer. When God says to me, it's not about a Boaz, it's not about a minute, it's not about a moment. Baby, I'm your kinsman redeemer. I'm your kin, I'm gonna heal and mend your broken heart. I'm gonna be the one to sustain you. I'm gonna be the one to provide for you. I'm going to be the one to protect you. I'm going to be the one to love you. I'm going to be the one to father your fatherless son. When God sets it in order, my God, perspective change, perspective but I had to guard my heart. I had to position myself. I had to place myself prostrate before God and say, no, you heal me. No, you make me whole. No, you tend to me. No, you redeem me. No, you restore me. My God in the name of Jesus. Then when God began to speak to me about marriage, come on, Holy Spirit, Come on, Holy Spirit, my girls can back this up. Then when God be- when God began to speak to me about marriage, instead of me speaking to him about marriage, he brought it through the word of God. I started, th- because in my mind, I said, you know what, if it's going to interfere with you, just you better tell him, if it's going to interfere with you, I don't want it. If it's going to distract me, I don't want it. If it's going to interfere with me and you, I don't want to do it. I will spend my days single. I will act like Paul. I will travel the nation. I will, I will put, if it's going to interfere with you. So then when God began to speak to me about my will, his will for my life, come on now. He, when he began to speak to me, when I gave him permission, when I got out of the way, when I began to renew my mind and put, and put it, see, because can I tell you something? I was really selfishly, I was really selfishly trying to find physical and emotional fulfillment through my relationships. I was really trying to allow relationships to fill me with. Oh, I was really trying to allow relationships and situations to fill me up. When I said, then God began to speak to me about marriage. <laughs> Then God began to speak to me about marriage, and he took me to the word. I put it before him. I said, Lord, if this is not your will, and then he took me over to Genesis 2 and 18. He said, God, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. As a matter of fact, I made Lakeisha to be a suitable helper to someone. I made you, I created and called you to be a suitable helper to someone. So I don't, I'm not asking you to be single. That is not what I've said and required for your life, but I do need you to love me first. I do need you to position me first. I do need you to know I'm the one that fills your cup. I do need you to know I'm the one that provides for you. I do need you to know I'm the one that protects you. I need you to know because if the marriage fails or the situation changes or you bury another husband, I still need you to know that I'm God. I still need you to know that I'm God. I still need you to know I'm Waymaker. I still need you to know I'm King. I still need you to know I'm Lord. I still need you to know I'm the head and not the tail. The beginning. I'm still need you to know that I am still God. So let me ask you one more question. What behaviors or habits do I know to be right and yet avoid and ignore? Because here's the thing you need to know. When there is something planted in my heart, I will avoid what's right. Can I be honest? (laughs) No, the Lord said I can't say that. The Lord said I can't say that. I'm just going to say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Guide my tongue. Whatever I believe to be, I know it's not right. Yet I avoid and ignore it for comfort. Yet I avoid and ignore it to feel good. Yet I avoid and ignore it because I want what I want is a clear indication that I'm not allowing God to be God. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When God gets ready to change someone, this is how he does it. He does it by changing how you think. When God is going to change you and change your circumstance and your situation, he does it by changing how you think. He does it by changing your perspective. And how does he do it? He does it through the word of God. You got to give more word in you. You gotta hide your word. You got uh, you got to give him a word in your heart. You got to hide his word in your heart so that you don't sin against God. You got to hide your word. You got to seek him with all your heart so that you don't stray stray from his commands. That's Psalms 119, 9 and 11. You got to seek him. You got to understand that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's going to change your speed. It's going to change your sight. It's going to change your steps. My God, I thank you. That's it. I hear you, Holy Spirit. You done rev me up this morning. Father God, I thank you for fresh perspective. I thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. I thank you, Lord God, that whatever the circumstance that has been driving us in the wrong direction, giving us perverse thoughts and perverse speech and taking us off our path, we cancel that assignment right now in the name of Jesus. We pluck up that ill belief system, whatever it is that does not line up and look like you we pluck it up, we pull it out we drive it out now, show us anything in our life that does not honor you, show us anything in our life that does not look like you, show us the things we've been avoiding, show us the things that we've been going to for comfort and give us the strength to walk away and give us the strength to walk away and give us the boldness to walk away and give us holy boldness to serve you for the rest of our life Father God purify our hearts cleanse our hearts give us a fresh heart (laughs) renewing us a steadfast spirit give us a fresh heart pull out our stony hearts pull out our hardened hearts and give us a fresh heart i decree and declare my god by jesus stripes your heart is healed because he is the mender of the broken heart restore us daddy god restore us daddy god restore us, Daddy God, we thank you, Father God, that we hunger and thirst for righteousness like never before. So do our sons and so do our daughters. We ain't no more quick fixes in this season. Ain't no more quick fixes. We're not gonna rely on quick fixness fixes. We're gonna stay steadfast in you. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory. Let us walk in your glory. Your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives today. Yeah, that's it. Your kingdom. kingdom. Kingdom come, your will be done in our lives today. My God, I hope something, I hope the Holy Spirit has said something today that will impact you. I hope the Holy Spirit has said something today that will affect your purpose, that will draw you into a closer relationship with God. My God, I thank you. We lack nothing. We are complete in you. Two things, two things before I get out of here. Do me a favor. Share this word. I promise you there is freedom and liberation. Don't hold this word to yourself. If you are ashamed and you don't want to put it on your timeline, that's fine. We'll have the YouTube video uploaded. Go get YouTube, get the link. Share the link, tell somebody, you need this. This is your freedom, you need this. This gonna strike a match, this gonna start something. Put it in your groups, put it absolutely everywhere. There is freedom on this devotional today. There is freedom. Two, I need something else. I need y'all to continue to pray for me. <laughs> y'all continue to pray for this ministry. You could continue to pray for my life, pray for my strength, pray for that, that my feet will stay on the narrow path. My third thing to you is if God places in your heart to sow into this ministry, Go to the website, click the donate button, and give, give, give. Or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ ministry. Y'all already know everything that we do in the communities, right? As a matter of fact, throughout the nation. Y'all know how we serve. So go give. Plant. Don't, don't, don't eat and run. (laughs) Don't just eat and run. Plant, plant, plant. My last thing, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, This is the defining moment. This is the thing that's getting ready to change your life. My God, this is the the thing that's getting ready to change your life. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Jesus changed my life. Jesus, Jesus continues to change my life. Jesus continues to renew me and start me. Jesus is completing me and nothing else. I am nothing without Jesus. I am nothing without Jesus. I need you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you the best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus for saving us. Jesus, give us your holy holiness. Holy Spirit, we need your help. I decree and declare, my God, that this is the best day yet. <laughs> I decree and declare that this is the best day yet. Okay, so we won't have any if this Friday. We'll be back if, if next Friday. If you don't know what if is, send us an email. Info at Do not forget this is our season of giving. We're giving to the NICU. We gave to the food pantry. Um, We've got a bed. Um, We're going to Buy for a family who's moving a mom adopted three girls so this is the season for giving so do us a favor go get connected go plant go sow um what you do changes us so get connected to our season of giving let me lift up my our sister in christ carlotta carlotta berry one of our sisters one of our people that fellowship with us she's not always here live but she gets on youtube she lost her mother father god right now i lift up carlotta to you I thank you, Father God, you are the mender of the broken heart. I thank you, Father God, that you give her the comfort that she needs in this season, that you envelop her and wrap wrap her arms around her. Father God, I lift up Stephanie as well. Those that have lost loved ones during this this year, during this holiday season, give them comfort like never before. Let them feel your support. Let them feel your love. Let them be anxious for nothing. Father God, we thank you that all is well in Jesus' name. Amen. Love y'all. Monday. Monday morning, 5 a.m., invite someone in. I'm going to be here. Will you be here? Monday morning, 5 a.m. I'm going to be in place. I want to see you here. Love peace and blessings. Go be loved today. Let someone experience the love of God. Love is an action word. Go love on someone. Go bless someone. Buy somebody some coffee, some donuts. Do something for someone else. I promise you, if you raise the standard to do something for someone else, God will treat you the exact same way. That's the kind of God he loves. Love, peace, and blessing. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.